0: All right. Welcome in. My name is Farzine Vesugian. Hope your week is going well. The month of August coming to an end as we get closer and closer to kickoff. This is the Chief Zone podcast. Appreciate everyone who is downloading and listening to the podcast. Whether you are listening live on Facebook and on YouTube, big thanks to all of you guys uh watching and listening on the live stream or if you are listening to the archived version of the podcast uh either way appreciate you guys making this podcast part of your day your afternoon your night well whatever time it is while you're listening to the podcast as uh a lot's going on the past couple of days with the chiefs uh we did a podcast last night just 24 hours ago Talking about the 53-man roster, the initial 53-man roster, I should say. I gave my thoughts on all of that, so check that out if you haven't done so already. We'll talk a little bit about the Chiefs roster. The practice squad was announced today. We got the official announcement of the practice squad. And uh, I think um, uh, some Chiefs fans uh, liked what they saw in the practice squad so far. So we'll get into that, talk about that, and uh, also gotta get into... Brett Veach's press conference, um, because he he had some things to say about Chris Jones, and I'll get into that shortly. Uh, but Chris Jones appeared to have a direct response to him. I uh, may be indirect response to him. It would be the better word. Um, this Chris Jones thing is is getting a little weird. Uh, we'll we'll jump into that shortly. All right. Uh, I see you guys in the chat. I see you guys uh, listening to the podcast or watching live. Uh, so I appreciate you guys uh, checking us out. Uh, Going to get into those shortly in just a moment. There we go. All right. Before we go any further, just want to let you guys know this podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. Go to SeatGeek.com. Get your tickets on there, whether it's a football game, uh, a non-sporting event, uh, whatever it is you you want to check out, a concert, a comedy show, go to SeatGeek.com. And I got a little gift for you guys. For those of you who have never been to SeatGeek.com, first-time customers can use my promo code FARZINE for $20 off. You can... Go to SeatGeek.com, check out what you want. Is it, football season's here now. College football, oh, okay, last week was week zero, but this is the real start of college football this weekend. So you guys want to go to a college football game, you, know, you want to go to an NFL game, Chiefs, uh, Royals, if, if anyone still cares, uh, KU, K-State, Mizzou, go to SeatGeek.com, get your tickets there, and use my promo code FARZE and You get $20 off your first purchase from Geek again, that is only eligible for first-time customers of Geek. Use the promo code FARZINE for $20 off. All right. Michael, I see you. Michael, I see you. The other Michael, I see you. Uh, several other comments on here. Appreciate you guys once again for uh, tuning in live to the to the uh, Chief Zone live stream. All right. Let's get right into it because Brett Veach had his press conference uh, about a couple of hours ago, how uh, did it around uh, four o'clock uh, Central Time? Funny little story. Uh, they actually had a very difficult time setting up his um, the microphone. They could not figure out how to unmute him, so you could actually see the PR guys in the background trying to fix all of that. It was it, it was a funny ordeal. A ten had a lot of fun uh, doing the play by play for that. Uh, maybe you can check out their podcast version for that. Um, but. Uh, I will, uh, I'll start here with the whole, uh, Brett Veach thing because it it got a little interesting with, um, obviously the very first question was about Chris Jones. Brett Veach said that he is hopeful Chris Jones will show up for the first game, which is in nine days, folks. Um, or actually eight days, excuse me, eight days. Um, he said there's been, quote, more communication the past couple of days, uh, and he was pretty hopeful that he is going to, quote, be in the, uh, uh, he, he's going to be in the lineup and ready to go for next Thursday's game. Brett Veach is talking as if Chris Jones, as if he and Chris Jones have come to terms on some sort of agreement and that Chris Jones is going to play next Thursday, Um uh, a follow-up question was asked: uh, What those uh, what those uh, conversations have been like, and also because Brett Veach is so optimistic that Jones will show up, the uh, additional the follow-up question to that was: Is he going to show up with a new deal, uh, with the current deal? And Brett Veach pretty much did not expand on that. He he said he wanted to keep those uh, parts of the uh, conversation private, which I understand. Um, makes a lot of sense. I thought it was a good question though. I mean that you, you need to ask those kinds of questions. I appreciate that. Um, one thing I was disappointed about with the media in this uh, press conference here, nobody asked about Chris Jones social media behavior with the all good things must come to an end, the cryptic tweets, Um, the threat to hold out until week eight, nobody asked any of those specific questions to Brett Veach. I mean, listen, you can ask all you want to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Those are not the guys that got negotiating the contract, the guy who's actually, and by the way, Veach, excuse me, not Veach, Reid and Mahomes were asked about that tweet about how Jones is going to supposedly threaten to sit out until week eight Um, but yet the media does not ask the person that's actually directly involved with the negotiations. Um, so I thought that was interesting that no one in the media asked about that. Um, but Chris Jones, excuse me, Brett Veach is talking as if he's very certain that CJ's playing next Thursday. I mean, oh, he held out. He's held out for almost forty days. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we're we're pretty sure he's going to play next Thursday. He's pretty sure he's going to be in the lineup. Um, Brett Veach is talking as if almost nothing bad has happened the last month and a half. I mean, listen, nothing horrible has happened, but I mean, we are talking a very lengthy holdout here from Chris Jones. So I'm not quite sure. If something's in the works and maybe we're all just being duped here, uh, like like we're, we're just following the circus for no reason. I don't know. But um, this whole thing is getting weird. Uh, it got a little weirder. Less than an hour after Brett Veach made his comments, obviously the comments he made about uh, Chris Jones, uh, the national media picked up on that and they reported that. Uh, Chris Jones appeared to have followed up with a response of some sort, a very interesting response. Um, so this is from the year 2021 when the Chiefs went to visit the Raiders in Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Um, there's a picture of Chris Jones sitting. I, it look, this looks like a pregame photo. I can't really tell. He's sitting on a cooler. Um, and you can see some of the other Chiefs players in the background. Chris Jones po- basically is posting a picture of himself sitting on, on the sidelines. This is pretty much, uh, I mean, like if you want to translate this, it's it's him indicating that he's going to sit out for who knows how long. I know people are trying to put a positive spin on everything Chris Jones. R- remember when Chris Jones uh, put the Kevin Yates lyrics, all good things must come to an end. And there were some optimists out there, uh, optimists I should say, excuse me, who were saying, "Oh well, maybe he's just referring to his summer season vacation coming to it." And folks, stop, um, just stop. <laughs> this guy has held out for close to forty days. Uh, where are we at fines? Either one point nine million or two million dollars in fines. Um. Yeah he's he's not he's not showing up. Uh, okay, for those of you who are watching live right now, I just want to—I just want a simple yes or no answer. Um, do you think, like, if you had to put a hundred dollars down right now, do you think, uh, do you think Chris Jones is playing next Thursday? I don't. I—I I, I just don't. Brett Veach is talking about Chris Jones as if nothing has happened the last month and a half. And that okay, everybody's saying no except for one person. Yeah, oh Jesus Christ! The um, the uh, I'm just laughing because uh, we're we're using StreamYard and this is still kind of new to me. I mean, the comment section just lit up like a Christmas tree because the live stream is a little behind. Um, so I, there's only one person that's saying Chris Jones uh, will play. Everyone thinks Chris Jones is not going to be there. On September the 7th, banner night, the first game of the season, the Chiefs are obviously going to uh, uh, raise that Super Bowl 57 banner and the flag. Uh, It's going to be a nice night, but Chris Jones will not be there for that. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I I just don't see it right now. Um, And again, Brett Veach is talking about all of this as if nothing weird has been going on the past month and a half. Um, uh, Michael says, if I don't have to put money, I'll say yes. Okay, fair enough, Michael. I, I see you. I see you. Um I, I I just don't know man. Like the Larry Johnson holdout was a little weird and and that was a time when Twitter was not I mean it did exist, but I don't think it was really a thing at the time. No one was using it. Uh it was only a few people back then. So I don't really know. Here's my question. And I don't I, I don't I don't know the answer to this question. Uh I don't know if anybody knows the answer to this question. Um we can make educated guesses, but here's what I want to know. What is realistically the end game in all of this? What's what the hell is going to happen? Um, is he gonna show up? No deal, new deal. Um, I sound like Harry Mendel. deal or no deal? Uh is he is he gonna hold out? Is he gonna get traded? And if he does get traded, when is that going to happen? If he's gonna show up, is that gonna be week eight? Is it gonna be sooner? Is it gonna be later? Um I I don't even know right now. I, I I'm I'm just struggling. Like, what's the end game in all of this? What's the, how does Chris Jones benefit here? Because here's here's what I said in response to that picture he posted. He's he he claims he's going to hold out until week eight. Let's just assume that will be the case. You're going to miss pretty close to ten million dollars. And on top of that, he's going to be—it's going to be very close to four and a half million dollars in fines. So, in order to make a point about getting ten million dollars more, he's willing to miss out on fourteen and a half million dollars from his salary and fines altogether. And listen, I'm sure he can afford it. He says he can. I I, I, look—I don't know how what Chris Jones, uh, what his money uh, thing is like. How he um how he spends and all, <laughs> but uh, I, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Bill Gates. I don't care if you're Elon Musk. $14.5 dollars is a lot of money, okay? I don't care if you're the richest person in the world. I don't know who that is right this moment, but fourteen and a half million dollars is a shit ton of money, man. Um, I mean how many how many bitcoins could you have purchased with that? Back when uh, Bitcoin was at, its ho- was at its highest, at what what sixty thousand? Um, I, anyway, I, I'm just being facetious there. I, I, I just don't know like what's going to happen at the end of the day. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm I'm just reading your guys' comments, which is why I'm not talking right now. I don't I don't think anyone knows. Like what? what how is this going to end? Um, and, and someone made a point on that post uh, when I shared Chris Jones's picture. Um, y- you know, you're not doing yourself any favors for the future either in terms of the franchise tag. Um, now, I know there might be some people out there that say, "Well, um, there's a team that uh, teams are not going to want him." No, uh, t- trust me. T- if Chris Jones, uh, I, I, the idea is people are people think that. Teams would not want Chris Jones because of, of his social media behavior. Listen, folks, social uh, social media, cryptic behavior, that kind of stuff, teams can deal with that, okay? If you, if the guy is Chris freaking Jones, uh, teams are going to be knocking on his door very quickly to try to get him on the team. Uh, it, it's just the way Chris Jones is behaving. And listen, is it possible he's trolling us and just trying to be funny in, in, in the process? I don't know. Um, I don't know because hey, here's the thing like when do you when do you show up um, and when you do show up what what are you going to talk to the media because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of questions there that Chris is not going to want to answer I'd be willing to bet Chris Jones is going to uh, now nah, what's the word I'm looking for I'm not boycott he's going to refuse to do media. Because I don't think he wants to answer any of these questions. Um, Oh, Eric says he lost respect for Chris when he told a fan STFU on Twitter because the fan said he should move back to defensive tackle. Well, that fan was not wrong. Um, That's for damn sure. Bob says the question is, can we win... Without him, stats look pretty good without him. That's not a bad point at all, Bob. I said this yesterday. I looked at the defensive line depth chart. Well, well there's no depth chart yet, uh, but you, you you pretty much have an understanding as to what the depth chart's going to look like. It's not some big mystery here. Um, but I'm looking at the defensive line. Dude, that personnel looks awful. And even if Chris Jones was there, maybe it, it would not be as noticeable because, you know, you got Chris Jones there. But man, this defensive line looks bad. Uh, outside of George Karloftis. I mean, I really hope FAU steps up and balls out like people think he's going to. Um, But he has had kind of a slow progress in training camp and in the preseason. He's been very low on the depth chart for quite some time, and he's played a lot of preseason snaps. Uh, We didn't see a whole lot out of him. Uh, I'm just not sure exactly, you know, how is this defensive line going to fill in? There might be a lot of high-scoring football games this year for the Chiefs. and listen, if that's the case, I have no issues with the Chiefs maybe looking for an offensive player. Um, and, and watch. I guarantee you this is going to happen. The Chiefs are going to go out there and get an offensive player that they think could maybe contribute to their team. Um, and a lot of people are going to say, well, that's not a defensive tackle. There's no defensive tackle help there. The, the, the logic behind that, to me, is if you're going to have some holes on defense, well, bolster that offense. Uh, I know people don't like the idea of Mahomes uh, being forced to go out there and putting up 40, maybe 50 points a game and still not winning, kind of like how we saw in 2018 with that Rams Monday night football game. But you know what, man? Realistically, what defensive help are you going to get right now? Because the Chiefs did not think it was going to take this long. So they're here now. There's nothing they can do about it. So if there's a way to bolster the offense right now, do it. Just do it. Um, this is really not a time to look back and say, "Well, sh- we shoulda, coulda, woulda traded him before the draft." No, I mean that, that that stuff is past now. You gotta you gotta look forward at this point. And I'm just not sure uh, at this rate, you know, what defensive help you can get. Um, Michelle says, "I agree. Teams do not care about CJ's trolling on social media." Yeah. Um, Listen, I, I don't think he's going to be a free agent. I don't think the Chiefs are going to let him walk. If he, I mean, if this drags on into the calendar year 2024, hopefully the Chiefs have a deep postseason run at that time. But, um, you know, they're going to franchise tag him. They will. They're not going to let him just walk. There is so much compensation to receive. Now, at the time, for. Next season, he'll be 30 years old. Um, I know it's just one year, but going from 29 to 30 might not be as enticing for some teams. But there's got to be at least one team out there that's willing to give you some sort of compensation similar to what you got for Tyreek Hill last year or for Jared Allen uh, back in 2008 um, when the Chiefs uh, got, what was it, a one and two thirds and a swap of six round picks. Michael is saying, "I think we should resign Carlos Dunlap." Uh, by the way, Michael, I got to give you a hard time because you wrote resign and not resign. I've I've complained about this before, but we're not. This isn't grammar class here. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not opposed to Carlos Dunlap coming back, but he's not a defensive tackle. He's a defensive end. Um, uh, and again, I'm not about I, I think Carlos Dunlap was great last year in rotation, didn't play every single snap on defense, split a lot of time with that uh, with that uh, group of defensive ends they had with Dana, um, Frank Clark, Karloftis. Um, and I think they did really well, all things considered. Uh, Chris Jones anchored that defensive line, but again, you don't have him right now, so you're in a really weird spot without him. Uh, I don't know if you if you bring b- back Carlos Dunlap. Could it help? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, It's just that specific position right there is not. Let me say this. Carlos uh, or George Karloftis. I like him. Uh, I think he's going to have a better second season. He really stepped up in the second uh, half of last year, his rookie year. Uh, Mike Dana, I I think he's a good guy in rotation. We haven't seen Mike Dana as a starter a whole lot in the NFL, so that'd be very interesting. Uh, We're still not really sure what kind of a player FAU is going to be, it doesn't appear he's going to start or play a lot early on. Now, we'll see, obviously. in Eight days will... Um, I wanted to say eight short days, but it's, it feels like it's going to be a long eight days with this whole Chris Jones saga. Um, unless we can get a clear-cut answer like, no, he's simply not coming, or yeah, or whatever. I, I, there's just so much to to, to, to say about that. But um, uh, where was it going? Mike Deanna, I mean, FAU... Uh, we're still kind of waiting to see what's going to happen there, um, you know. And I'll get into the uh, practice squad later, but they brought back Danny Shelton, who is going to be on the team's practice squad for now. I thought Danny Shelton did enough to get on the fifty-three, but um, evidently um, not enough uh, in their eyes. Uh, Michael, a different Michael, is saying, "Why shouldn't you take a team deal to stay when both Mahomes and Kelsey did it?" Yeah, this is a really good question. Look. Um, when you have two players to, and we're not just talking, you know, a, a good quarterback and a good tight end, we are talking about, you know, a quarterback whose trajectory is, I mean, God forbid, provided that he, he doesn't get hurt, uh, which doesn't seriously set him back. This guy really is on his way to being an all-time great Um A lot of a lot of people in the media after Super Bowl 57, they did their top five quarterbacks of all time. Patrick Mahomes is already a top five quarterback of all time in a lot of people's eyes. Like he could retire today and people would call him a top five quarterback of all time. Um, Some of you might think that's a little too soon and that's understandable. But, you know, again, um, it's it's impossible to deny this path he's on uh, to greatness. And then you have Travis Kelsey, who, you know, um, for such a long time, the Chiefs had the best tight end in NFL history, and when he got traded to Atlanta, it was a pretty sad day, and people thought we would never see a, a tight end as great as him again. Wow. Uh, Travis Kelsey, and again, kind of got off to a slow start because um, 2013 his rookie year, he didn't play. 2014 was that weird year where uh, the Chiefs did not throw a touchdown to a wide receiver, and Kelsey was – Really like it was Kelsey and Jamal Charles who were like the main pass catchers, and neither of them were a wide receiver. But then he really came on onto his own and uh, really stepped it up. And he's had what seven consecutive seasons of a thousand receiving yards. No one has even come close in NFL history to that uh, at that position. And you have these two guys that are taking less money for the betterment of the football team. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has said on the record, I think on, uh, in Sports Illustrated, he gave a quote saying that he want, he's taking less money because he wants everyone else to stick around, including Chris Jones. And then uh, Travis Kelsey, in his Vanity Fair interview, said that he's taking less money. He even pointed out Tyreek Hill specifically by name and said, Tyreek Hill went and got two to three times more than what I'm getting, but I'm choosing to stay here, take less money, and win championships. And listen, I know Mahomes and Kelsey are getting so many sponsorships. Um, whereas with Chris Jones, the only, like, big-name sponsorship he has is DirecTV. He, he he just did a DirecTV spot with uh, Kelsey. Um, but, you know, I mean, he, I'm sure he's got other uh, endorsements as well. Uh, I've seen him tag those uh, companies on social media. So, you know... Mahomes and Kelsey are, are set off the field. Um I, I mean, what Mahomes is making off the field is more than what a lot of players are probably making on the field. Like even like t- top tier, second tier players. Um It's just, by the way, I apologize if I'm not reading all of you guys' comments. I usually try to make a point to read as many comments possible. It's just impossible tonight. So many of you guys are commenting on this subject, so it is very difficult to get to everybody. So, again, just uh, understand I'm not ignoring anyone here. Um, There's just so much to get into, and I've um, I've been skimming through the comments here, so it is hard to just stop what I'm doing completely and read them all. Um, but I just know I'm, I'm, reading what you guys are saying. A lot of you guys seem to just be in this. Um, okay. Let me ask one more question for everyone watching live. Oh yeah. The year with no wide receivers. That was, you know, what's weird. Um, I covered KU football in 2012. They did not have a touchdown pass to a receiver that year. And then two years later, the chiefs do it. Um, oddly, oddly enough, the chiefs were so close to a playoff going to the playoffs that year. Um, okay. Uh, here's my question to you guys. Uh, Again, simple yes or no answer. I just want to know what you guys think here. I've gone back and forth. Um, My answer is yes on this. My question to you guys now is, do you think Chris Jones has played his final snap as a chief? Uh, And if you say yes, obviously you're you're thinking that Super Bowl 57 was his last game as a chief. Um, I'm curious to know what you guys think. I think we've seen the last of Chris Jones in a Chiefs jersey. I think it happened in Super Bowl 57. The last time we saw Chris Jones in a Chiefs-related event was that ESPY award where he was up there with Mahomes, Kelsey, and Pacheco accepting the award for best team, which was a pretty special night because um, that was um, was a really good night for the Chiefs. Mahomes took two other awards for uh, best male athlete and best NFL player. Okay, a couple of you guys, Danny and Bob are saying no. Josh is saying no. Everyone else is saying yes. So not only do a lot of you guys think that um not only do you guys think that he's not playing next week on Thursday night, a lot of you guys are very are, are very certain that he's done as a chief. Um I agree. I mean, I I, I just don't know. Like, the way Chris Jones is behaving on social media, it's like, you know, it's just weird to see him come back. You know, I know Patrick Mahomes said in the press conference, you you know, we'll welcome him with open arms. But, you know, with the things that he's saying, oh, I'm going to hold out until week eight. I'm going to. uh, I can afford all these fines and whatever it's just not a good look, man. Like there are a lot of guys on the team that aren't making what Chris Jones is making right now, which is supposed to be $20 million this year. But I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, I just don't know how a lot of people are going to respond to something like that. Um, I see a few other uh, yeses here. A couple more no's. Yeah. So, some of you guys are 50-50. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It, it, it's just, I feel like the whole thing is just too far gone. It's a lost cause. Um, again, we have seen some disgruntled players with contract situations, uh, like Justin Houston. He was not present for the 101 awards to accept his defensive player award. Um, Larry Johnson had somewhat of a lengthy holdout, not not as lengthy as this. Um, there, there have been a couple of others, but. Uh, we just have never seen it come down to this. I remember Jared Allen, you know, he wasn't very happy with how things were going with the Chiefs. Uh, but they were able to come to terms on that pretty quickly. They found a way to trade him before the draft. Uh, the Vikings got their player, and the Chiefs got a lot of draft picks. And the Chiefs, you know, uh, they were able to uh, get some good players in that uh, in that draft. Uh, guys like Brandon Flowers, Brandon Albert, Jamal Charles. At the time, people thought Glenn Dorsey was going to be a, a big deal. So, um, in the moment, you know, at least you got something so you could move forward with. Right now, going into week one, your best defensive player and one of the best, easily a top three defensive player in the NFL, you don't even know what the future is like with him right now. Uh, so Scott is saying trade him, uh, get picks in cap space. I do, I listen, I agree with all of this. Um, I do want to make a point that... Uh, If he's not showing up for games – okay, let me me just – I was about to go somewhere else, but let me just stick with one point. If he doesn't show up for uh, Thursday's game, uh, he's not going to get the uh, paycheck for that week. And by the way, it's not a game paycheck. It's a weekly paycheck. So you get paid for every week, including your bye week. Um, That money that Chris Jones is supposed to get, that is going to go back to the Chiefs, and you essentially create cap space like that, which, by the way, is going to be important because – you're going to have injuries, un- unfortunately. That's just the nature of the sport, and you're going to have to go sign guys who are available in free agency uh, throughout the season uh, as that happens. So um, that is uh, going to be a thing that happens. Uh, now, if he does show up, the Chiefs can still have him placed on the um, on the reserve list, and he's not going to get paid for that, but I-, I don't know why Chris Jones would do it. No one's going to show up to not get paid, so I don't think we're ever going to see that uh, scenario there. Uh Ed says in my opinion he will be back Tuesday. Okay, this is what I heard Seren Petro say on 810. Um I don't know. Maybe he just wants to enjoy uh Labor Day weekend with the fam and then and then show up on Tuesday. I I remember what guys do you guys remember Kyle Orton when he signed with the Chiefs in 2011 yeah 2011 because that was the year Orton and the Chiefs um handed the Packers their first and only loss of the regular season um he the Chiefs signed him like the week of Thanksgiving and he didn't show up for practice that week due to a personal matter and a lot of people at the time were like the personal matter is probably just him wanting to enjoy Thanksgiving with his family (laughs) like he doesn't he doesn't want to go to a new team and do all these um new things um yeah i just got the uh, bleacher report notification that says um chiefs gm hopeful on chris jones deal i don't know man um it's just that picture uh let me pull up that picture uh let's so for those of you who are listening to the podcast version i'll um i'll i'll go into details here. So yeah, Chris Jones, uh, this is the picture he posted. It's just him sitting on a cooler on the sidelines. This looks like pregame. I can't quite tell. Um, I think it's pregame. Uh, no one looks tired. No one looks like they're sweating or anything. Um, so yeah, that's just him sitting on the, on the sidelines. And Chris Jones posted that. I want to say less than an hour, um, after, uh, Brett Veach's press conference, you know, that doesn't come off like someone that's, looking like he wants to play anytime soon he just doesn't want to be there with the team and by the way let me just say something because there are a lot of Chiefs fans that um oh uh Nicole says boo him out of the stadium oh boy oh boy um yeah I I would imagine that could happen um but for those who are saying you know why not just pay him okay uh let me um Chiefs over the cap uh Listen, there's this thing called a salary cap. Uh, it's a real thing. I know in the past people have said, oh, well, you can massage the sal- salary cap. I don't, I don't even know what that means. Um, let me put this up on the screen. And again, I'll um, I'll go into detail for those listening to the podcast version. Okay, so this is overthecap.com. I'm sure if you go to SpotTrack, you'll see something similar. Uh, let's see. Where am I trying? Okay, look at this. Look at team cap space, $813,681, okay? That is the team cap space right there. You're not paying him $28, $29, $30 million when that's how much cap space you have. Chris Jones, that, that's what he wants annually, Um now, for 2024, how much cash space? Okay, $60 million. Uh Obviously, that's going to be spent, I, and I think they're going to spend it on a lot of guys. Um, guys like uh, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, Nick Bolton, uh, Legereus Sneed, um, and obviously some potential free agents. But right now, I mean, it, it for I've seen bloggers and podcasters say this also. W- with this, look at this. This is $813,000. How are you going to give Chris Jones an 8 to $10 million raise when you don't even have a million dollars in cap space? Um, the reason you're going to get a million dollars in cap space more than a million each week is because he, Chris Jones is going to hold out. And we don't know how long the holdout's going to be for. So, again, for those who are wanting him to stay, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I want him to stay, too. But at the end of the day, the guy's not going to show up. He wants his money, and the Chiefs just don't have the funds for that right now. So uh you know ultimately um it, it's just see Michael is saying what the fuck is a salary cap yeah exactly um yeah paying Chris Jones is easier said than done 100% uh so at the end of the day uh you know what's what is Chris Jones uh, end game here cuz he's not doing himself any favors um uh, our team's going to want him next year yeah of course uh but they're going to have to give up something because Uh, there's no way the Chiefs are just going to let them walk. They're definitely going to want some sort of compensation uh, at the end of the day. All right, let's move on from that. I do want to get into the practice squad because the Chiefs did announce their practice squad. I think there are uh, some uh, happy reactions here. Uh, Let me uh, zoom in on this a little bit. There we go. Uh, So the Chiefs, uh, about an hour ago, uh, officially announced their uh, practice squad. Um, kind of uh, some surprises here. So Chris Uladokin, uh he is the third quarterback on the team. The Chiefs chose to keep two on the team: Mahomes obviously, and uh, Blaine Gabbert. Chris Oladokun over um, Shane Buchel. That was that was a surprise to a lot of people. Um Some people like what they saw from Shane Buchel in the uh, in the preseason, uh, including me. Um, and I think Oladokin o- 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 did some good things too, but uh, at the end of the day, it just wasn't much. Running backs, Deneric Prince and LaMichael Perrienne, uh, or Perini, excuse me. I did it again. Um, I, I really liked uh, I really liked both running backs. Um, a lot of people were surprised that Clyde Edwards Allaire stayed on the team over both of these guys, uh, but they're back on the practice squad. I was actually surprised. Perini did not get picked up by anybody. I think with his speed, some some team out there would want to have him on their roster. Uh Matt Bushman uh had a really good preseason last year. Not as impressive this year, but sticking around with the Chiefs, Cornell Powell a draft pick from 2021 worth noting uh when we um you know, speaking of 2021 draft picks. Um Joshua Kendo, the defensive end who they got that year, uh not on the team anymore. The Chiefs just choosing to move into a different direction with him. That's according to uh Charles Goldman uh from ADZ Sports uh Austin Ryder been around for a little bit Darian Kennard, uh, fifth round pick last year uh I I'm, I'm going to butcher this name but uh Godrick um a part of their uh, international deal there uh he's sticking around uh, as a tackle and then on the defensive side um a lot of a lot of defensive tackles including Danny Shelton um again I you guys know my thoughts on Danny Shelton I like them, big dude um a lot of people also like Eco Boy Doe. Obviously, a local connection going to Kansas State. So I think a lot of people uh were really hoping that he would make the 53-man roster, but didn't. However, he is uh sticking around on the uh on the uh 53 or uh, the practice squad, excuse me. And then Dion Bush. Um Dion Bush was kind of a surprise to me, uh, but he's sticking around at the very least on the um on the uh, practice squad. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but there are dogs barking. (laughs) Um, uh, I I love the setup here. I really do. But I got a window, got a window right here and a window just, uh, you can't see it uh, because it's just out of the frame, but uh, a window right there. So uh, anytime uh, we got dogs barking, it's always the, um, it's always good to see. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I I see your guys comments about the salary cap, about trades, yeah, I mean, I I think that's um that's the direction we're going to. <laughs> Sam says I like Bowie Doe just for his name. Uh, I do want to uh get into um some uh, something interesting on FS1. By the way, I don't watch these shows like Undisputed, First Take, First Things First, all these. I mean, I'll, I'll watch some clips online. Obviously, like Nick Wright, you got to you gotta listen to what he has to say. Because um, I've been a huge fan of Nick Wright's ever since he did local radio here in Kansas City. Um, in my opinion, I think Nick Wright was the best radio host uh, Kansas City's ever had. It, I, I thought it was kind of a, a bad day for sports talk radio in Kansas City when he left. Um, uh, it, it's weird. 810 has been able to keep a lot of their guys, whereas 610, they've had a lot of guys go national. Uh, guys like Nick Wright... Uh, D a, uh, who's doing great things over at CBS sports. Um, and you can also hear, uh, my, uh, my good friend, uh, Jody McDonald, uh, Sunday nights. I go on his show occasionally. Uh, so check that out. Um, they also have, uh, or had, uh, Danny Parkins, by the way, those are all Syracuse guys, if I'm not mistaken, which is no accident either. Um, So, you know, when it comes to Aiton, I think by far the best host there is Seren Petro. And again, he's a Syracuse guy. Anyway, I'm getting off topic here. All these shows like um, on FS1 and ESPN, I don't don't ever watch those shows. I don't know who has the time to sit and watch any of that. Uh, But there are people who do. Uh, There was a very interesting debate on FS1 about Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes because apparently... Um, Some people out there think that this is a uh, this is a close battle of some sort uh, as if you got to compare the two. Uh, So I did not realize this until recently, but uh, Skip Bayless has two new hosts because uh, Shannon Sharp is no longer on the show. I don't know what he's up to nowadays. But uh, now you have Richard Sherman and Keyshawn Johnson, as a lot of you guys, I'm sure, remember. Keyshawn was recently let go uh, with that with that big wave of cuts from ESPN. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, let's start here. Let me get the <laughs> no one with a the... okay. Here's here's my thing. Like those are the people that watch. I there have been times. Listen, I'm very fortunate with what I do for work. I'm able to. I, I Listen, I have my own schedule, so I'm very thankful for that. Um, there, was a, there was several months ago, I actually stayed home and watched, uh, I think it was First Take on ESPN, forgive me, I, I don't know the names on which whichever network, um, dude, th- these shows are horrible, like, with talk radio and podcasting and YouTube, I mean, you have so many other options than those people. Uh I guess they're getting ratings. I don't know. Shannon Sharp's going back to ESPN? No, I, I hope not. Anyway, um, Skip Bayless was trying to make a point that Joe Burrow is better than Mahomes. Richard Sherman. And Keyshawn Johnson shut that down real quickly. If you guys remember Richard Sherman, he was on the other side when the Chiefs won Super Bowl 54 against the San Francisco 49ers. And Sherman talked about how Mahomes was capable of lighting up the scoreboard in a very short amount of time. He said Mahomes scored uh, 20 unanswered points. He actually meant 21 in the fourth quarter in the final eight and a half minutes. Um And he also mentioned, you know, Mahomes has been starting in the league for five years. He's got two MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs, whereas Joe Burrow, he does have better weapons. Yes, Mahomes has Kelsey, which is better than what Burrow has. But after after Travis Kelsey, who does Mahomes have right now? You know, uh, yeah, sure. Canary, Tony, Justin Ross. But those are guys that were, you know, hoping that they hit their potential right now. When you look at the Chiefs pass catchers, there's no one that is viewed as a viable threat outside of Travis Kelsey. Maybe Isaiah Pacheco. But even then, he's not viewed as like a top 10 running back in a lot of people's eyes, which, you know, I think he will be this year after this year. Uh, So Richard Sherman uh, talked about that. And then. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson also weighed in and this is you know the funny thing obviously um you know when you're ringless the what do you have to lean on head to head record well uh yeah uh, Sherman did call Mahomes a bad 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 man uh meanwhile Keyshawn Johnson he's ta- he actually shut this down pretty quickly he said Mahomes has been to three Super Bowls was one two Burroughs been to one and has zero wins. Then, and listen, I I don't like to do the whole if game, Um, but Keyshawn, you know, he went there and talked about D Ford being offside, which, listen, I've said many times, I don't think that's fair. Um, People always talk about crucial moments late in the game. No one ever talks about these kinds of mistakes early in a game. You know, the Chiefs didn't score a point in that first half. Uh, but, you know, Keyshawn mentioned D4 being off sides and how the Chiefs got an interception on that play. Um, and then Mahomes not having a viable offensive lineman in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady. Um, And, and then he also went on. And by the way, Richard Sherman also said this. Keyshawn Johnson brought up how Burrow has Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. And I thought that was actually a very good point here. If if Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Brett Favre, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Montana, if they played in today's NFL, which is 17 games, well, I mean, Brady did last year, technically, I guess. But if they played in a 17-game schedule with those three receivers, I, I mean, they're throwing 60 touchdowns. Now, I know what Bengals fans love to lean on. Oh, well, the reason uh, the Bengals lost the AFC Championship game, uh, first of all, the refs, that's that's one reason. Then they go on about how Joe Burrow had three offensive linemen missing. Well, the three absent offensive linemen certainly did not have any impact the week before playing the Bills. The same Buffalo Bills team that everybody thought was mighty and invincible and that nobody could match them uh, personnel-wise. Uh, but the Bengals had no problems doing that in that game. That's the same game. Stephon Diggs put up his arms like this to to Josh Allen. Um, then you know you look at the AFC Championship game. The three absent offensive linemen. Joe Burrow threw two picks in that football game. Neither one of the, by the way to rookies. Okay. Neither one of those. Um, neither one of those uh, picks had anything to do with uh, getting pressured in that game. So people just want to make whatever excuses they want because it didn't go in their favor, especially uh, Bills fans, or uh, Bengals fans. Oh, Bills fans too. Uh, By the way, in that football game, Joe Burrow had a 70.2 passer rating. So yeah, blame the refs, blame, you know, uh, the offensive line absence, but but don't blame, you know, the 70.2 passer rating. And by the way, Pat McAfee, who I, I, I enjoy his show, not only is he informative and entertaining, but I think, you know, they bring the facts on that one. Um, they did a great job comparing Kirk Cousins to Joe Burrow and how much shit that Kirk Cousins gets um, for Minnesota's disappointing uh, endings uh, year in and year out. Whereas with Joe Burrow, who hardly does anything, and by the way, um, Keyshawn Johnson mentioned this: the the Bengals' defense was sixth in points allowed. The Chiefs were sixteenth. So again, you know, you you want to talk about all these excuses that people want to put up, and people just don't want to get Patrick Mahomes. Oh well, he had Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. I don't recall Tyree Kill being on the team last year when Mahomes went and won MVP. And by the way, he won MVP with two of the worst offensive tackles. Orlando Brown Jr. and Andrew Wiley, they led the NFL and quarterback pressures allowed. Now, I mean, it's not really much of an upgrade uh, from Orlando Brown and uh, Andrew Wiley. You could put a hot potato there and it would be an upgrade over Orlando Brown. You got two better offensive tackles and Donovan Smith and Juwan Taylor. So it's only going to bode well for Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, if the wide receivers live up to their potential, you know, obviously people are going to now say, oh, well, he had weapons again. You know, Andy Reid found a way to find him. Brett Veach found a way. Uh, It's just people don't want to give the guy credit for constantly proving everybody wrong, which I think is hilarious. Uh, Ten years ago today, I did not think my team would be in this position. But here we are. Um, You look at Patrick Mahomes. Um and the fact that, you know, he's got he has two better offensive tackles. It's going to be a better year for Mahomes and he just won MVP. Uh both in the regular season and in the Super Bowl. So, think about that for a moment. Oh, by the way, uh one of those offensive tackles uh who didn't do very well, the guy who led the NFL in pressures allowed amongst offensive tackles, where is he now? Oh yeah, that's right. He's gonna go protect Joe Burrow, the same Joe Burrow who's currently dealing with uh with that calf injury coming back. Um let me uh let me put this up on the screen real quickly. Bear with me. Let me see if I can uh pull this up. Uh yeah, I just found it. Okay, good. Bear with me. Uh, cause I posted this and not a single Bengals fan had anything to say. I know Bengals fans love coming on my page, which is awesome. Uh all they're doing is helping me. Uh, look at this. This was from August the 17th. Kelsey Conway, who covers the Bengals. Trey Hendrickson, easily the camp MVP, just beat Orlando Brown badly for what would have been a uh, a sack. Boy, who was shocked to hear that? Orlando Brown Jr. allowing de- uh, elite defensive players to slip by? I mean, if you want to be the highest paid player at your position, shouldn't you beat the best against the best? Like, what does Rick Flair say to be to to be the man? You gotta beat the man, okay? Orlando Brown is not beating anybody. Um, yeah, yeah. Justin says on one leg, one leg. Yeah, Chiefs played rookie. Do you know know how many rookies stepped up in that AFC championship game? And I know Bengals fans love to lean on, oh, well, Mahomes was missing, or uh, Burrow was missing three linemen. Mahomes lost three wide receivers in the AFC championship game, and he completed a pass to Marcus Kemp, who I'm sure Bengals fans have never heard of. Marcus Kemp, for you Bengals fans that need some education here, he didn't catch a pass all year last year, and Mahomes converted a first-down pass to him. Imagine that. Um. Listen, I th- I think it's hilarious. I don't care that Bengals fans don't believe me. They'll find out real soon. Um, I love it. Uh, Orlando Brown went on ESPN and did an interview talking about uh, how he's so great, and the interviewers on ESPN were t- kissing his ass. Like, oh, you went to four Pro Bowls. Why is that? You know, let's 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 pretend like there's value in the Pro Bowl. Even Keyshawn Johnson said today uh, on that segment that I was just talking about with uh, Mahomes and Burrow. He even said, hey, you know. Pro Bowls don't mean shit anymore. Like, I mean, it's just a reality at the end of the day. Um, Tyler Huntley played in a freaking Pro Bowl recently. I mean, come on. Um, But anyway, I digress. The point I'm trying to make is this. You think you got yourself Orlando Pace? Okay, fine. Have at it. Um, I'm going to be on here reminding people. And by the way, is Miles Garrett playing week one? I know he was dealing with that injury, and they just uh, redid his deal. Uh... I know he was dealing with some sort of an injury in camp. Uh, it appears like miles Garrett's going to play week one. There's no, there, 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 I don't see any headlines concerned about his absence. So I'm telling you right now, unless they found a way to get, get Orlando Brown to improve. Um, miles Garrett is going to feast in that week one game. I, that is a one that is the week one game. I am very excited to watch. um, yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to uh to seeing that. Uh, Eric just said there's gonna be three minutes worth of clips. Yeah, there will be. Um, I posted this on Twitter recently where uh in that Colts game where where the Chiefs lost, Orlando Brown as soon as the ball gets snapped, Orlando Brown is on his ass, just done. Like, and Mohammed's is already running for his life. Like, come on. Um, listen, I was rooting for him. There was all this talk about him uh, losing weight, getting in shape, but that didn't translate to um, to uh, to anything. Look, Burrow's not Burrow's great. Uh, I think it helps that he has all those weapons, but Burrow's not mobile like Patrick Mahomes. So uh, I hope um, I hope either Orlando Brown has worked on his pass blocking because uh, he's not going to have Jarek McKinnon there to help him with the pass block. Or I hope Joe Burrow got faster in the offseason, because if neither of those things are going to happen, uh, Joe Burrow is in for a very long season and uh, Bengals fans are going to learn the hard way. Uh, not my fault. I mean, I'm just I'm just I'm just letting them know. I'm just letting them know. Um, I know since fans are watching, I know they're on the Facebook page following me, which is awesome. Uh, so, you know, I mean, they're not going to say anything once they find out we're right. Chiefs fans have been saying this this entire time on Twitter, Facebook. I see it. Um, but they don't want to believe it. They're in denial. Um, they just want to say one and three are rent free. You know that's all they have to, to go off of, which is which is great. Uh, okay, uh, let me see. Um... <laughs> Where were Bengals fans before Burrow? Can't say the same about Mahomes. We've been here. Yeah, people love to say that the Chiefs haven't yet. Somehow in twenty thirteen and twenty fourteen, when Mahomes was not even at Texas Tech yet. Or you just got started at Texas Tech. The Chiefs broke their record for loudest stadium in the NFL. Um, how do you have the worst pressure rate when Mahomes has the deepest drop back in the NFL? You know, I'll tell you right now. I don't. I, I I think the bills are are taking steps back. I'm just not sold on them anymore. The whole like Stephon Diggs thing. I, I don't think uh, the team is past that. They're just not. Um, there are some concerns there. Uh, the Bengals. I, I think they'll they'll still be there, but I don't think um that offensive tackle that they they got is going to help them as much as they think. And then um the point I'm trying to get at here. I put my standing standings out today. My predictions. I have the New York Jets. Finishing, I think, 14-3. and three? Um, I can't even remember my own predictions. Uh, how embarrassing is that? Uh, I have the Jets really high. And a lot of people are saying I'm believing into the hype. Here's why. The Jets were 7-3 and three at one point, leading the AFC East. And then Zach Wilson just totally dropped the ball. They have a far more viable quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. And I know Aaron Rodgers did not have a good year last year. Although in the second half of the season, they did play better and had a shot at the playoffs at the very least. So looking at um, looking at the, the, the AFC East right now, I still think it's going to be very competitive. But the Jets, man, I think they got better this offseason. And, it, you know, the roster they have now, if the Jets are ever in position where they're seven and three, I mean they're going to they're going to take advantage of that. They're not going to let it go like they did last year, not with this new group. They're just not. Um so I think the Jets are going to be an even bigger threat than the Bengals and the Bills to the Chiefs. I really do. Another team I think that's going to be a threat to the Chiefs this year, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars, man. I think they've figured things out there. I think listen, I I, I was excited when they got um That former Ohio State and Florida coach, uh, Urban Meyer, uh, I forgot his name for a moment, but that was just a disaster. He didn't even make it to the end of the season. Um, But Doug Peterson, obviously, you know, we love Doug Peterson here in Kansas City. And what he's done, he's done a fantastic job turning that Jaguars team around, especially last year uh, with the uh, slow start they had. Um, I think the Jaguars have it figured out. I really do. Um, So I think the Jaguars are also going to be a team that's going to... Step up and be uh, very competitive. And I think they're going to be a bigger threat to Kansas City. Um, I think the Jaguars and the Jets are now going to be those teams where, you know, yeah, sure. The Bills and Bengals are good. They've been very good the past couple of years. Um, But, you know, I think the Jets and the Jaguars, they've got something to say. I think they're going to be a team that challenges the Chiefs more than those other two teams. So those are just my thoughts on that. All right, I'm gonna get out of here. I appreciate you guys joining me for this episode of the Chief Zone. Covered a lot of stuff here. Uh, Again, uh, it feels like this podcast, this live stream, had more uh, comments than any of the other live streams we've had. So, Thank you guys for that. Um, it, it's um, it's kind of like the Chiefs. You can't sign everyone. You can't give everyone top dollar. You have to pick and choose. So I have to pick and choose who which comments I read today. So if you commented and I never read your name or your comment, I apologize. Um, uh, I, I promise I don't hate any of you guys. Uh, much love to everyone that showed up. This was an awesome live stream. A lot of great interactions here. So thank you guys once again for joining me for the live stream. So big up to you guys again. Killing it in the chat box. Yes, yes, gotta give it up to you guys. Um, there will not be another podcast until next week. So, for those of you, if I don't hear from you guys, if you don't hear from me again, have a great Labor Day weekend. Uh, I may or may not chime in and do a live stream here or there, uh, but not gonna be anything big unless there's breaking news. So, until then, have a great Labor Day weekend. It's the last weekend. Before the NFL season kicks off, week one of college football this weekend. Enjoy it. I'm Farzi Vasugi, and this is the Chief Zone. I'll talk to you guys later. Take care.